Well, it's Wednesday morning, and last night was uh, session 26 in our Dragon Vice Spire P campaign. And uh, we left the little town of Leylon for a while, <clears throat> um, boarded a couple of ships, and went to visit the city of Neverwinter up the coast. Um, Neverwinter is uh, the protector of Leylon, so it's sort of a colony of uh, Neverwinter. At least as far as um, the way things have been set up so far. And the idea was that uh, there are some merchants that want greater security and stability in the area to help um, increase the basically their profits. Uh, they wanted to have better trade routes, um, less piracy, that sort of thing to help them make more money. So they were um, bringing a couple of, well, representatives from Leylon, which turned out to be the player characters, uh, brought them along to help uh, make their little plea bargain, or a plea for more assistance and uh, bolstering of the local uh, militia, and also uh, increased um, patrols along the high road. So, the uh, initial um, mission was to go do that, and they also had uh, dealt with the issue of the planar beacon and um, Galio having went after the ruined stone last session so they shut that down and were intent on returning him back to his brotherhood of magicians up in Neverwinter as well so um, when I told them they had plenty of time to talk along the way try to come up with some ideas of some sort of concerted plan of how they were going to address Lord Neverember and sort of push their agenda of wanting to strengthen Leylon and in the long run that's going to be even more beneficial to Neverwinter. Didn't really seem to have a lot to go on. We're sort of just uh, surprised that they would actually should spend time planning this out. So they did do some uh, role play among themselves spoke with the um, captain and a couple of the officers on, sh on board ship, looked around the ship some. Um, there was a lot of table talk about uh, the ship's names, Icing, Death, and Twinkle, the swords of Drizdoerden, and uh, there was a, a statue of Drizda on one board, um, the larger ship, also iconography that that they had on the boats too was just uh, dripping with uh, all these references to Drizzt uh, and things so they were really curious as to what was really going on behind the scenes and so they were into the whole adventure and seemed to be having a good time we had uh, made our way up to Neverwinter relatively quickly um, didn't have any events happen along the way just gave them some time to do some um, talking amongst themselves and conjecture about what was to happen. And they decided uh, when they got to the dock area, gave them a rough overview of what they could see from there. They were met by some uh, town guards at the docks whenever they arrived so they could go uh, <clears throat> make sure that they made their appointment with uh, Lord Neverember. Um, and they had requested to drop off their, say, prisoner. They were escorting uh, Galio back to the 
uh, let's see, used to be the Mini Star Cloaked um, Wizard Faction, but now they are the Cloaked Ascendancy after having had their entire Cloak Tower uh, disappear during the, let's see, was that during the Spell Plague and then come back and most of the members being gone and oh, it was a big mess. So, trying to sort out all that, they uh, turned Galio in and had a, a significant amount of time we spent just doing sort of a, a debrief on what happened last time. And the wizards, well, there was one wizard that was doing the actual quest, questioning. And um, they spent a lot of time in there role-playing, reliving what they had went through, giving their ideas on what happened, why it happened. One of our player characters is a wizard, and so he did a lot of a lot of the talking there. Uh, Steve, our paladin, also threw in a good bit of information about uh, the ghost of Leylon um, that they were speaking with, the swords of Leylon ghosts, and left uh, the wizards with a very stern impression that it was dangerous to quit trying to uh, obtain this rune stone, ruined stone, and even if your intent was good, uh, it's not going to work out that way. Um, Galio had been hurt by the uh, eruption of the wild magic zone around it when he tried to obtain the stone. And so he was physically beat up pretty badly. Um, he was sort of a broken man in spirit uh, once he realized that what he was trying to do had good intentions, but that, that was a well-intentioned path um, often leads to uh, poor execution or bad results. And this was certainly rough for everybody involved in that um, as they had to deal with the shutdown of the planar beacon and everything. So there was valuable information that they passed on to the um, cloak descendancy. So I don't know if at some point we're going to try to come back because they had a really, they seemed to be really interested and had a good time sort of just trolling around uh, Neverwinter, stopping into some different shops. There were some items they were hoping to pick up and acquire. Um, tried to give it some, a lot of flavor. Used some uh, random tables. Um, got a couple of Matt David's books that are literally just books full of random tables and found some for some city, uh, city encounters. Also used, uh, I think it was Nurzgull's uh, Dungeon Master Kit um, booklet for some random stuff. Um, really kind of tried to play it a little, a lot more loose and let them just explore, go where they wanted and to sort of put down the path, uh, you know, as they were walking it just in front of them. And overall, we spent quite a lot of time uh, after leaving the little wizard's tower just sort of looking around uh, Neverwinter, trying to give them um, the condition of the city uh, and a brief historical uh, look at what happened when uh, they had the explosion of, or the eruption of Mount Hotnow. I'm not, probably not saying that one right, but the destruction from there, the chasm that opened up in the southeastern part of the city, uh, orc invasion in the other, another quarter. Um, Black Lake District still being 
kind of iffy as far as the safety of people concerned going there and whatnot. Um, really also drew a lot of inspiration from this from the Neverwinter MMO uh, game because I played that for quite a while and uh, I mean based in Neverwinter you do spend a lot of time running around Protector's Enclave and so I had laid that out uh, as well as let them do some exploring around there. Um, they went, <laughs> finally did go and see the uh, Lord Neverember uh, arrived as the merchants that they traveled with were, were finishing up their uh, pleas, uh, threw in their three cents worth, made some, uh, <clears throat> some checks to see how well things were taken in, and also uh, didn't expect this. Uh, Pyres, our wizard, uh, has been generous um, a few different times during the campaign so far. Without even being prompted to do so, he offered up um, several hundred gold pieces in assistance, you know, money to sort of help ease the pain of sending extra help down, which was more than the scenario actually prompted for having, you know, if, if all of the characters failed their roles, uh, rules, roles, and um, did not do well, you know, Never Ember was supposed to sort of not penalize them, but, you know, insist on a payment of, I think it was maybe 500 gold pieces, and uh, they had two successful roles, plus some really good, uh, I thought, really well role-played uh, storytelling to convince the king, uh, and then Pyres, of course, kicked in uh, that amount of money anyways. So, uh, eventually when they returned to town, uh, let, let that money get reimbursed by the um, town council. Because they had a pretty, a decent little reward um, just for completing the quest anyways. You know, returning with the good news. So, uh, Lord Never Ember offered up a little document citing that, um, you know, due to... The circumstances they and information that they provided he would go ahead and bolster forces in the area increase uh, patrols up and down the road which is going to help them because next week we have the uh, invasion so to speak uh, is happening where the forces of the, um, the two different forces of cultists in the area the undead and um, the talus worshippers are sort of converging and trying to invade, take over, at least temporarily take over the town of Lelon, and their still directive is to try to obtain that um, that artifact, the ruin stone in the uh, House of Thalavar. So this will bring to bear some of the characters that they've already had dealings with, the sort of leader of the. Uh, Worshippers of Talos, um, Ferali Stormsworn, uh, will be there in person, uh, so they'll get to tangle with her again. They did that when um, they were able to knock her unconscious uh, when they were investigating the old ghost Death Knight ship galleon that um, was several, oof, was that a month or so, a month and a half ago. Uh, they were able to, but she escaped because they left her unattended. Um, and then the, um, was it Ulan, the uh, Merkel's uh, necromancer will also be there in force. And they're going to have an appearance by Ebendeth, uh, 
wearing the skin of the green dragon gnawbone uh, temporarily. So it should be quite a lot of mayhem next week. Um, oh, not to make a, uh, not to gloss it over, but on the way back from the trip, uh, back from Neverwinter on the boats, they had an issue where some invisible stalkers were sent uh, to go after the, uh, the captain and the officers of each ship. They were able to deal with them pretty well, even though it was a disadvantage because they were invisible, of course. Um, the captain uh, was initially attacked, which tipped them off that something was going awry. Um, Pyres has a third eye ability, which lets him see invisible creatures and was really well, um, rolled well with his um, fire blast attack and landed a couple really telling blows. So we also had our monk jumping, doing acrobatics around the deck and smacking and headbutting as he went. And our paladin Steve was swinging his mighty sword and smiting too whenever he was landing blows. So uh, we had a, that was the only combat of the evening to that point. Um, then they went into a bit of poor weather and uh, had some skill checks to make to help the crew out as a mini hurricane came sweeping through rough waters and everything and of the three members of the uh, group we only had one successfully make their skill check and actually help the uh, sailors with the ship the other two pretty much bumbled and got in the way so the ship sustained some damage through the hurricane and as it came out of the the black clouded lightning thunderstorm, uh, tremendous wind and rain. They were met by two oncoming attacking ships. And this is where the really, I was not able to find much guidance in the DM, the Dungeon Master's Guide. Looked around online, asked a couple other Dungeon Masters that I'm uh, familiar with on Twitter about handling ship to ship combat. And the best answer I got was to sort of play it out uh, dramatically and don't, <clears throat> don't really go with any kind of tactical combat because the, the ships move pretty slow. And they started out at uh, roughly 400 feet apart. So over a 10 round period, they inched closer and closer to each other. So for half of the entire fight, uh, if you used uh, the siege weapons like a ballista or a mangonel uh, fired from a ship, you're rolling at disadvantage because it was such a great range. And then once you got into regular range, you were only in that for, I think, three rounds or so before the ships came close enough. There was one that uh, tried a boarding action. Uh, the other two larger ships the uh, Icing Death, which the players were on, and uh, the Soul Cutter were large, sort of ponderous warships, and um, it was not, it was not a really fun and enjoyable fight for me, it felt so slow, and just uh, tried to have cool stuff happen, where uh, I had a natural one rolled on from the enemy attack at one point so I had their 
one of their siege weapons essentially uh, break down while they were trying to use it. There was, uh, you know, the issue of being so far away you couldn't really target uh, the other, the enemies, and so it was a lot of, well, I think we'll just wait this round and do nothing. So that, next time that happens, I think it's just going to be faster paced and it's going to be way more dramatic, maybe a couple of rolls just to see how things are going, but it's almost like some sort of a mass combat where you're going to have your individual characters, these are the actions you can take to affect things directly around you, and we'll sort of let uh, Chance get a handle on things and see how the rest of the fight's going in other areas, so like next uh, next week when we have the uh, Leylon uh, the attack on Leylon, it's going to be one of those where the characters go from fight to fight, and depending on how they do, it sort of tallies up at the end, and also there's a couple different branches during uh, during the setup as things go, uh, to see how effective they are, and it in turn will cause other things to sort of trigger later on, so... Anyway, it was a nice, long session. I think we played for nearly... We started about 7.45 and finished at about 15 after midnight. So, four and a half hour session or something. And like I said, once we got going, they really spent a lot of time in Neverwinter around it. It was the first time they'd been in a sizable city where there was a, several things to do instead of just a half a dozen, you know, um, sort of named buildings that they could go to, um, like in Leyland where they have the places that they will tend to visit, um, the people that they want to see and check in with. This was a lot more wide open, and um, we had a good time with it, and um, man, uh, getting four hours of sleep, it sucks, but it was worth it. It was a really, really good session. Um, We've probably got three more, I think, before we tie uh, tie this campaign up and finish it off. So, really looking forward to that. Uh, one of the players is going to run a one or two one-shots in between, so I can take a break after we finish this campaign before we go into Curse of Strahd. Uh, looking forward to that, too. So, anyway, long one this morning. Sorry about that, but we did have a good time last night. Uh, Keep gaming, have fun, enjoy yourselves, and uh, spread the hobby.